Welcome back to our two-part episode with Milton Chen, the CEO and co-founder of VC. Dr. Chen is a graduate of Stanford University where he completed his PhD. He's a computer scientist, but also a philanthropist and healthcare equity advocate. How has healthcare inequity played a part in perhaps your life um, before your career? Um, and now as an advocate uh, in your career? Yeah, I, I definitely know like there's there's people, these visionary, they have their plans, you know, they have their things. You know, I wish I could tell you that, but to be most honestly, I was just really curious. And I would say before VC, you know, I love reading books. You know, one of the things I really enjoy is going to like the Stanford Library check out book of course that you said in the step here through the life of you know 80 years there were like three people check out that book i love just like digging through just like brother i like i love that in there right so again that, that i would say that was like my pre-vc in there like i said i i read a lot uh but in terms of like these sort of like uh, the actual field experience understanding people i would say i was beyond naive in that like literally just completely clueless in there. So then um now fast forward to now like I think this now I I feel like I'm I, I think I feel like I just been sort of grateful able to you know like do something that's maybe valuable to other people in this. And uh, I so now I feel like this is is something definitely motivating me a lot in this. But like I said, you know you look at not just me, our leadership team, right? They all have work in refugee camps, right? Like, like so, so we actually, because I think Linden, Linden Beach is going there, like really working, and, and that I think the inspiration, the the understanding, and seeing the impact is extremely uh, rewarding in this. Uh, I could definitely say, like, I'm a completely different person than the bookworm I was, like, you know, in you know, in universities and graduate school. So sometimes there are moments like that that come come along in your life and they completely change your trajectory. Um, but it sounds like you're also on a team with people who are similarly motivated and have um, strong experiences um, in around the world. Yeah, I definitely there. I would say, um, in fact, within my our team in the. I'm not the initial proponent, you know, proponents of doing this, uh, you know, NGO work. It was actually my very first uh, VP engineer. So before he joined VC, he was volunteering in Darfur. Like he would literally just like get on the airplane. They go like every single year, sometimes three times a year, like going there, like take care of the children in there. Okay, it was like, when he joined VC, I go, great, like first thing he did was like, great, okay, like he had this Darfur project, let's adding healthcare to the, it was an obvious thing, right? I guess, so I was like, I definitely benefit from like people around me who's, whose heart is a lot more kinder and gentler, who's really that, that like huge, movement again that definitely influenced me to again to essentially pull me into some of the orbits and do these projects 
So that was one person, but now it sounds like you have a, a circle of people that you're kind of attracting people who are similarly involved in this work and you're um, all uh, motivating each other. Yeah, definitely. I would say they actually have volunteers. They literally have work in refugee camp, obviously. We're now part of our company's like, persona or company vibe, you know, right? It's like, you know, we're not like, a company that's like a hundred percent maximizing the profit, right? I believe in profit, but I do believe in capitalist society. I do all these at the same time. Is I think you could do both in this. So and then even beyond this, so we're very fortunate, right? So for example, working with your organization, like all the stuff we have done in the Philippines together. I'm very grateful for you and your team, all your physicians. And then there's other, you know additional group of just people now almost over the last 15, 16 years, I got the privilege of meeting all these wonderful people. So now we have a whole network of just people. Again, we have now project in like so many different countries and definitely really grateful for all those people. Well, certainly that network is some of what we hope to accomplish with this podcast. I think we'll have people from all over the world listening to each other's stories and hopefully connecting uh, after those podcasts to other people that they've seen doing work in this area that they can collaborate with. Um, our audience might be wondering, so how does Healthcare Alliance and VC uh, know each other? Um, how did you come to be involved with the Healthcare Alliance for an Equitable World? How we really got to know each other, I think we did a bunch of emails. I remember we had dinner in San Francisco, and uh, that was phenomenally good dinner. I know we had like a bunch of really interesting conversations. And I think I share with you some of my thinking. Of course, you share with me your vision for uh, HAEW. And then just like, I I, feel, I think I believe that dinner was a catalyst moment. <laughs> we got to know each other, again, not in the superficial, in a very profound way. And then, of course, fast forward, of all the free clinics we've been doing in the Philippines. And again, all the uh, clinicians and you personally, plus your physician buddies and your partner alliance working together. I think I, I'm super excited to partner with you. Uh, we are too. And uh, I am also a little bit of a, a nerd and we certainly enjoy uh, brainstorming and mindstorming with each other about how to make things work and make the world a better place. Um, what do you see as the value that having um, a group like Healthcare Alliance, albeit, you know, you've, ta you've talked a lot about how important the in-the-person, on-the-ground work is, right, in any uh, healthcare innovation. And yet we have this group of people that works virtually and they're not in person. So I think that is a, a, a model, a high, what we would call a hybrid model. So how does that benefit um, your in-person work? Great question. I, I love this question. So I, I think uh, to, to do a successful project in this, so I'm 100%, you have to have boots on the ground. But it doesn't mean 100% of your team need to be boots on the ground. It doesn't mean, to, right? So it's really, I believe it's like everybody 
they're like synergetic, right? They're different. It's almost your take, let's say a bunch of people put them together. When they complement each other, that volume, they, they could do something much bigger in this, right? So I think one of the things on my personal level, which I really enjoy, I can working with you and your team is, right? So I'm a technology nerd, right? So I, you know, like at the end of the day, right, I don't know Medicaid, I don't know medicine. I'm not a physician, but able to have a deep partnership with your alliance, able to work with physician, have a physician just say like, do the change that it's not working in the right. So I think it's the creating that feedback from technology and the clinical side, able to go back and forth to them. I think that's actually a winning formula in this. In fact, I would say for the audience members, if you think of doing something similar, right? You can't just have a bunch of really smart programmers in this. Of course, you can't just have a bunch of really smart physicians in there. You actually, your team should have both. In fact, they should complement each other. I think that's a winning formula. That's really insightful. And and you're right, because that this is the time we're living in, in our uh, growth as a society where technology is growing rapidly. Artificial intelligence will be part of medicine. And to have those things grow without a synergistic connection with a clinical community um, will not be a of benefit as it would if it, it were developed together. So awesome and amazing insight. Thank you. Um, what's next uh, for you and for your VC team uh, in promoting health equity? You talked about the uh, first thousand uh, days project in the Philippines. So we, um, we basically have um, two big threats or efforts in this. Our first is the Philippines. Uh, by the you audience might even say, why did we decide to enter the Philippines? So as I was going to all these countries doing projects, of course, the, my personal insight was it was very difficult to scale from pilot to full scale deployment. We decided let's just pick one country and go so deep so we could do a full scale nationwide deployment. So in the Philippines, our biggest project there is this baby 1000 days program. Our second project there is creating an emergency response system across the whole country. So again, in a lot of communities, right, they don't have like a 911, you shut down. It's very fragmented in this. So we're tying together. And the way we're doing things in the Philippines is we want to do this at scale to essentially create a blueprint so that any other countries can copy what we do. Again, so we do a lot of writing on this, going down to the actual ultrasound pro. Like for example, there's a lot of options. Which way is low cost, work well in the field, all these are. So again, our vision to create we do this thing ourselves with our partners and create this a detailed blueprint that anyone is welcome to copy into their own community in there so again that's a big project in this our second project is actually something in the u.s so you know, like every time when I fly back you know, to San Francisco, right? You just see, well, there's a lot of people in the U.S. who also needs help, right? Whether I know, like, you know, I live in San Jose, California here, the homeless population, unfortunately, just exploding. And it looked like the curve doesn't look good. It's not like curves coming down. The curve seems to be continue increasing. If you look at the America, about 50% of the counties if you look at the maternal child statistics, right, their statistic is 
comparable to a low-income country, right? It's not just because you're in the U.S., you're that much better. So in the U.S., then we are in the process of launching our Amy project. I know that this is the audience, so people can see. So like a project is called Amy, A-I-M-E-E. Again, this is um, some of the project we've been spending many, many years in the you know, like planning phase. And we're pretty excited. We're actually going to launch this. Uh, we're going to do a soft launch <clears throat> next month. And then we're going to start gearing up for more use by the Christmas and New Year's. And the purpose of the Amy project is to, it's a cash-based uh, healthcare. But the target price point is you could see a provider by telemedicine for $10, literally the absolute lowest cost. And then we're working with a partner company to provide the lowest cost on medication. You take your lowest cost on GoodRx, you find CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, whatever, our price, huge reduction over that. We also have a lab partner working with us to create really low cost laboratory in this. We Kind of, we're putting all this together under Amy. Again, the goal is to say, look, healthcare shouldn't be something where you go to, for example, a CVS, whatever things, right? Like now, by the time adding the clinician fee, lab, medication, you're really not walking out of there less for $200, right? Which is unfortunately very expensive for, you know, probably 50% of Americans in this. So our, how we came with the price point, is it possible to able to see a provider for the cost of a movie ticket? Like, can you get medication that's ridiculously low cost? Can you get really affordable lab, laboratory in this? So that's what we're really excited about this project. We're, we're hoping as we launch this, we would love to, of course, partner with your organization and where our goal is to say like let's just do something growth for the low-income countries or create that you know, blueprint that anyone can copy and paste and then in the u.s let's create a big effort who are just for that roughly 100 million american who are struggling with health care cause all these give them an avenue to say look you could actually see a doctor you could see a nurse practitioner for literally ten dollars so you have uh, access to a, a mixed audience of people here. What would you say you need or what would you ask from uh, people listening to this that may be in healthcare or people not in healthcare that um, you would need to help make progress on these equity efforts? Yeah, I was for the, the for example, our project in the Philippines, I think the number one thing we would like is we would like to get some uh, donations to buy medical equipment. So for example, our current project, we're working with the government. We want to set a goal where every expectant mom get at least one ultrasound. And I mean, of course, a lot of the women, this is hard for them to come into the city, right? The travel time, the expense is very prohibitive. So in our models, could you actually just take a simple telemedicine kit, go into the community, right? You bring the care to them. So again, we want to able to buy enough of these medical equipment, specific ultrasound, to able to do 100% coverage. That's right. We will also love to have relationship with pharmaceutical company where they can make donations or at least able to bring the cost of these sort of medication to be significantly lower and so on, again, in the Philippines and uh, in there. So I can think those are just really resource in there. And then in the U.S., 
in this. Our number one wish is to get more companies to become our sponsors because part of our model is we would love for them to say, offer Amy to as a, almost a benefit to their customers, to their employees, as well become underwriter sponsors to our program so that we can do just bring care to more Americans. That's that's awesome. You could um, perhaps offer Amy to migrant farm workers all across the states. Um, that could be a, an amazing benefit. Oh, definitely. In fact, part of our concept for Amy is, is there, like we're just 100% political neutral in this. We just view you as healthcare is one of those things. We're just like, if you're in America, you should be able to have access to uh, you know, low-cost, high-quality healthcare. So we think it's just all sort of slice of society that got a benefit from the Amy service. Awesome. Okay. So how can um, sponsors, pharmaceutical donors, medical equipment donors, anyone that wants to work with you or help you um, get in contact with you? Yeah, goodness, it's very easy. And so just my email, just Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N at vcvse.com in there. Um, again, we definitely, I would love to hear from uh, all of you guys. That is awesome. I can't tell you, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, we didn't brainstorm. We just kind of chatted a little bit, but it's always a pleasure. I'm very grateful to have you here today. Um, I will say to our audience, thanks for joining us on this episode. If you found our conversation insightful and thought-provoking, please share it with a friend who shares your passion for this topic. Your feedback is invaluable, so please take a moment to leave a review. We're genuinely interested in hearing your thoughts and ideas, which help us with our mission to continuously improve the podcast. If you're inspired to be a guest on our show and share your own insights, don't hesitate to reach out by emailing us at info at haew.org. And for those looking to delve deeper into our mission, support us or find out more about our work, visit our website at https colon double slash haew.org. Thank you for being a crucial part of our global healthcare equity journey. Thank you for joining us, Milton.